All right, welcome back to Country Cole Kansas. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Andy, Kyle, Classic Rock Carter, unfortunately. I don't know who keeps inviting this guy back. And we have another guest this week, uh, a good buddy of ours named Jordan Hargrove, big Carolina fan, which is also unfortunate. But, you know, Jordan is soon to be joining the team here on Cold Cans Network because he and I have a college football podcast we're going to be doing seasonally coming up in the fall. Um, we'll have some more details as we get closer on that with, you know, the name and what to expect and when the release date is. But Jordan, welcome to the show for the first time ever, Country Cold Cans. Thank you. Uh, glad to be a part of this. Uh, can't wait to see what we got in store. Yeah. You might not say that after your first episode, Carter, we talk shit to him every time he comes on, but, uh, he keeps, it's like, we always say with Carter, it's like feeding a cat, a stray cat. And he keeps coming back. Keep leaving the door unlocked. And I just keep somehow getting into the zoom call. I just keep finding the links to this thing. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to find out who is sending you the link and you keep showing up because at some point I'm just going to be like, I'm going to ban this guy. I secretly forward him the link every time. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to pull a uh, Twitter on Trump and just ban your ass. A permaban. <laughs> but no, nah, I appreciate having both of you guys on here, uh, Carter and Jordan. Um, so, yeah, let's jump into it. We have it. We're bringing it back. It's been a little while since we've done it. So we're here with Slapper Crap. Uh, those of you who have listened before know what we do. We pick five to six songs as we get six. And we talk about... we. Uh, I mentioned the songs and we talk about whether, as the kids say, does it slap or is it crap? So let's jump right into it. We have one um, named Death Row by Tommy Rhett, old TR himself. And he sings this one with Russell Dickerson and Tyler Hubbard. Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line, Russell Dickerson, the guy who sings the pop song about Blue Tacoma. Not a fan of that guy, really. Um, not really a fan of FGL that much, but um, it's, it, I, it's a song that's pretty much about learning from people on death row. So I kind of want to open it up before we go into it more. Andy, what do you think? Death row, Tommy Rhett, FGL guy and blue Tacoma guy is a slapper is a crap. I'm going to give it, I'm going to have to go light slap. I really, I like the idea of this song, but I'm just not a huge fan of the execution of it, but it's not terrible. All right. Very light slap. All right. This Golf one slap. One light, it's a golf slap instead of a golf clap. All right. All right. So, Kyle, what do you think? Slap or crap? Death row, Tommy Rhett. Uh, Russell Dickerson is AIDS. Um, <laughs> uh, Tommy Rhett's first. His part of the song is pretty good. Uh, I like how it's a very humble song. Um, if this was just a Tommy Rhett song, I probably would give it a slap, but he had to include Tyler Hubbard and. Russell Dickerson, which just kind of, well, I mean, why? What what benefit? What do they add to the song? Not a lot. Not shit. Yeah, not shit. I mean, and Russell Dickerson, he's just awful. Um, I know he tours with him or has toured with him, so maybe that's why he's on this. But I just don't see a benefit for him being on the song. Uh, I agree with Andy. Um, I like the idea. It just. There's no reason for the other two people to be on it. So I'm going to give it a, a crap just because there's, there's no no real purpose for Russell Dickerson and Tyler Hubbard to be on it. If this was just Tommy Rhett, it probably would be a – it probably would be like a six and a half, seven out of ten. That's kind of high. You listen to Dave Portnoy's pizza reviews, that's kind of a decent score. But, yeah. you know. Well, I okay. like the idea of the song. I just don't like the two people that are on it. Sure. I get it. 
I get it. I mean, look, yeah. just like on Miserable and Reckless, we own our bias here. If they don't like it, fuck them. Carter, yeah. what do you think? Slapper crap, Tommy Rhett, death row. You don't even you don't like country much outside of Alabama and you don't like pop country at all. So what do you think? Well, I'm going to be honest. Literally, I've listened to all five of these songs once all the way through. Um, so my opinions aren't these aren't my opinions on these are going to be super strong. Um, this first one here. I mean, I've heard a million country songs that sound like this. The. The t- the subject of it, I mean, I mean, I guess that's all right. It, it it has some meaning to somebody. It doesn't really have a whole lot of meaning to me. Um, I'm going to agree with uh, our trucker friend here and give it the lightest of slaps. It's okay. I ain't gonna ever be pulling this one up on Spotify ever again. But I ain't gonna sit here and say it's garbage. So you're telling me this isn't gonna be Highway Kind by Josh Abbott Band that just sneakily sneaks into your top five <laughs> on your Spotify rap? No, it's not. Sadly, we didn't get to uh, produce that episode where I did have strong feelings against a lot of those songs. But uh, well, that episode oh well. made the air. Oh, it did. Oh, well, I if it you did. listen to the podcast, maybe you would know. So next question, we're going yeah, to Jordan. Think, yeah, thanks, uh, <laughs> Jordan. All right. So man, it's the first time Carolina Jordan. I just rebranded you here on country and coal cans. My, as you know, my dad used to call you Carolina. We were in uh, middle say, school. Reminds me of your dad. Exactly. Exactly. So welcome country coal cans. My first edition of slapper crap with you. So uh, I'm assuming you heard the song cause I, I gave the homework. So uh, death row, Tyler Hubbard, Russell Dickerson, Tommy Rhett. What do you think? Slapper crap. I kind of liked it. I really did. I'm going to be against them. I like the slap. I mean, you know, I'm kind of more of the old school. The only thing now, I do kind of, I don't know. It was, I, I'm with, it would be a lot better with just Thomas Rhett just because of the poppiness of it. Um, but I like how it kind of makes everybody relate. Uh, it can, you know, some people can get into that. Um, you know, it's like basically just hanging out with the boys. Most people are like that anyway, um, and it's no different, apparently, to death row people. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I liked it. Uh, there's on that playlist. I had two. I didn't. Two. I did. Uh, and uh, two. I did. Three. I did. Wait. I just messed that all up. Um, Math is hard. Yeah, <laughs> I went to ECU. I went to ECU, so you know how that goes. That's yeah. Um, but hey, Vince, uh, Vince McMahon just said about ECU on the Pat Harvard McAfee the show. He said it's the Harvard, Harvard of the South. South. He, was, he was just he was on Pat McAfee on March 3rd. He was 100% but, correct. Yeah, I have to South. give it the ultimate slap instead of if I have to choose, it's going to be a slap. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So that leaves me. All right. So with this song, I like the song. I don't love the song. And I, it's similar to what Andy said. Um, I, I hate that I had to wait so long to follow Andy up, but I agree with him. The idea of the song is great. The execution was a little bit lackluster. Um, I think that the when they sat down to write this song, the idea of, you know, hey, we can learn a lot from people who have turned their lives around after they've made a grave mistake in their own death row. Fantastic idea for a country song. Let's call it Spade a Spade. We're, you know how your own country coal cans. We're not the folks that are going to be like, just because somebody from pop country, we're going to think it all automatically sucks. I think this song's a decent song. I agree with Kyle that Tyler Hubbard and Russell Dickerson being on it unnecessary. Um, I don't like Russell Dickerson at all. 
some FGL songs back in the day when I was 18, I can get down with and drink some beer with the boys. You know, it can be fun. Do I think they're good? No. Do I think they can be enjoyable? Yes. Those two things can exist at the same time. But with this song in particular, I give it a light slap just because um, from a songwriting perspective, I don't think that it was, uh, they got as deep in this wonderful idea for a song that they could have. They kind of hit the, this is the swimming in the, in the shallow end of the pool on a great idea. Um, because think, you, you can learn a lot from people that have turned their lives around on death row and they didn't yeah. dive into that enough. And I think that's my criticism of the song, but it's still a decent song. Life slap for me. I think they tried because, you know, Tom, Thomas Red has made uh, numerous statements how he's li- listened to a lot more, a lot more of Eric Church. Yeah. I think he tried to capture the lightning magic. Yes. yes. And he just, they just didn't make it. You're trying to say he tried to capture a lightning in a bottle. You could say that, yes. You could <laughs> just say had that. a shitty bottle. Yeah. yeah. He tried to capture that song, but it just it didn't it didn't quite get there. No. I think maybe if he was just by himself, he might could have gotten he might have gotten well, there. no, even if even if the lyrics had stayed the same and he was by himself, it wouldn't have gotten there. Like like I said, it it's it's right, a, but didn't it's a yeah, I don't mean this negatively to TR. It's a half assed attempt at trying to write lightning, but it's still not a bad song. You know what I mean? No, no, it's, it's not. just it's not as good as Lightning. If you haven't listened to Lightning, definitely listen to that. I think it was from the Sinners Like Me album from Eric Church in 2006. Great, great song about, um, you know, a redemption arc of someone who's on death row. So, like, I, I think that Kyle, I hadn't thought about that. I think that's a great point that, you know, he's been listening to a lot of Eric Church lately. And I think that, you know, that's probably where the idea came from. He just didn't execute to the level that we are used to from, say, an Eric Church. But Thomas Wright is an Eric Church. No, he's not. No. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. What's the final tally? We had uh, two light slaps, one slap, and what? Two craps. Yeah, it was a crap. It gets a average grade from the country called Kansas crew. All right, moving into Joshua Headley, Neon Blue. So Joshua Headley is a guy who I've been following on Twitter for about two years. And to be honest, I'm embarrassed to say this as a self-avowed independent music fan. I have not listened really at all to any of his music he's just been kind of funny to follow on uh twitter and carter he's a big wrestling fan so you actually probably would have a lot to talk about with this guy if we could ever get him on the show but i know he's played some um shows down on lower broadway in nashville um he is a very 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 country artist if you want to talk about anything that like sonically comes to mind is 90s country Mm -hmm. all day long and for me i'll start the kind of shift it up this time uh neon blue i think it slaps it's i'm not saying it's the deepest song ever but a lot of those 90 songs aren't like neon blue is just a fun kind of country song that in the same vein that we talked about last week with larry F- uh, fleet and john parties in love with my problems it takes a kind of serious thing of your woman leaving you classic trope in country music and makes it into a fun kind of like 90s country sound and i really dig this guy's voice, I dig the production. It's straight up 90s country. I give it a slap in my book. Switch it, like I said, going backwards, Jordan. What do you think, man? Slapper crap, Joshua Headley, Neon Blue. Uh, I'm 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 definitely with you on the slap. Uh, like you said, it's all about the 90s country for me. It takes me back. Um, even though that's really all I listen to. I don't listen to a lot of today's country mostly. Um, I will, but uh definitely takes me back to what the uh, the good country music, as I say, was and gives a little bit of a story, has that heartbreak in there. But uh, his voice is very good. Also, that's what really kind of does it for me there. So, 
All right, two slaps. All right, Class of Rock Carter. You have a little bit more of an affinity for some 90s-sounding country, more so than, say, Chuck or Andy does, but what do you think, Slapper Crap, Joshua Headley, Neon Blue? Well, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there, brother. Uh, I Let me tell you something, brother. From me. <laughs> That's absolutely, exactly. This was the one I liked the most out of our six that we're covering today. Interesting. Um, just straight up, you know, late 80s, early 90s, country music. Stuff I like. This is the kind of thing that you want when you go out to the bar with your boys, having a good old time. You want this playing in the background. I mean, it's got the heartbreak in it, but I mean, it's a fun way of handling heartbreak, you know? Like all those songs did back in the day. It Just because it's a song about heartbreak doesn't have to be some deep, mopey, mm, my girl left me and I'm going to go black out in a bar until four in the morning but instead you're like yeah my girl left me i'm going out with the boys i'm gonna go black out in the bar <laughs> yeah exactly at least four my in the boys morning. will be there to take me home but yes nice slap from me um not the hardest of slaps but i mean that's a solid slap i'd give this like a eight out of ten all right so three I think- slaps I think Carter thought that was shit until you told him he was a wrestling fan and then he flipped. Nah. <laughs> That's very possible. We're going to have to do a country and cold cans investigation to see if Carter's actual opinions or his might opinions, or if he's just like, Oh, anybody that likes wrestling, I'm going to like what they say. Yeah. You might have to investigate over at, uh, at CCC wrestling on Twitter. Maybe and follow the page. I don't know. Today's episode is brought to you by the new Cold Cans Wrestling Twitter page. Yeah. Carter has started, Classic Art Carter himself has started a brand new uh, wrestling Twitter page that is also covered on the website. We've got a couple articles written by the man himself. And, you know, he's got his new Twitter page. He's going to be live tweeting all the events. He just did a AEW Revolution this past Sunday. Big WWE events, almost all the AEW events. Check it out, follow it. Uh, Carter gives some good in-depth analysis for the wrestling fans out there. So check that out at CCC wrestling, W R A S S I L I N. Is it apostrophe in the handle? Can't do apostrophes in the no apostrophe in the handle. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there's three slaps. Kyle, what do you think? Neon blue, Joshua. Oh yeah. You know, me and you have very similar taste as well as Jordan uh, screams. 90s country, uh, which is always a welcome uh, sight. I think that's one reason we're a big fan of Tristan Mraz yep. uh, on this pod. Um, so yeah, I, it doesn't. It's not a lot to the song. It's not very deep, but uh, it's just a uh, it's a song that you walk up and you know slap the jukebox and play it, and you walk away looking like a badass. So yeah, it's a slap for me. There we go. All right, that's four, Andy. The resident 90s country hater, the one guy who doesn't actually like country music, the one guy who is a self-loathing country music fan, the one guy who decides that he only likes it if it's Americana. You're the emo girl at the lunch table per Rich O'Toole. So what do you think? Beyond Blue by Joshua Headley. I'll make it a solid five for five on the slaps, but I will say after an album of that, I'll have my feel. I don't want to hear. I don't want to listen to it a second time. All right, well, I'll give you half credit for that. But that's Old still full credit. That, that's still uh, five slaps for a song that is you should definitely check out. Joshua Headley's Neon Blue. 
All right. So that one gets, as they say on the really shitty country music website, taste of country, because they never say anything negative about anybody, which you don't have to worry about your own country. Because we say a lot of people, hey, fuck you. Um, on <laughs> taste of country, they say tasted and approved. This was tasted and approved by country and cold cans. All right. So moving in to the next one. <clears throat> we have fishing on a river by Jake Owen. Um, little intro here. Jake Owen is a artist that is somebody who I am admittedly a fan of at the same time sometimes really frustrates me with his song selection um andy i want you to start because i think that what you texted me the other day when i sent this kind of sums up how i feel about it too so slapper crap fishing on a river jake owen this one's the slap this one was my favorite out of out of all the ones we had today it reminds me of the first three albums of jake owen it's never you know it's it's not the greatest song in the world but it, i do think it is pretty well written and i like the line that what is it uh if somebody had his best rods and it was uh, he had a better day planned or whatever, I like that line. All right. It's the one slap fishing on a river. All right, Jordan, what do you think? Fishing on a river, Jake Owen. Uh, I'm going to also give it a slap. Um, I think this is more the, uh, the earlier Jake Owen, like Andy said, like the, uh, the one that got away, you know, oh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. right. But, you know, I don't don't give me that uh, down to the honky tonk. I'm just not a big fan of something <laughs> like that. But I, I do like this song, and I think it kind of reflects of why I'm a Jake Owen fan. All right, Kyle, slapper crap fishing on a river. Uh, Jake Owen goes in the same category as the Blake Shelton. There's so much potential, but just so much frustration. At the same time, uh, it's good to see new music from Jake Owen, but this wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> and this is one of those generic list songs, I feel like, and I'm not a big fan of it. All right. So that was that. The, 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 like I said, Jake Owen has a phenomenal voice and he, he can make he can he can sell you a polished dog turd and make it sound good. It doesn't mean it's good though. Fair. That's the way that's the way I look at this song. It sounds really good. So you're calling this song a polished dog turd. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm yeah. hearing. That's pretty much what yeah, that's probably accurate. But the yeah. question is, is this a big steaming pile of Eli turd or is this a little Bella turd? This is about like the white dog crap in Step Brothers. <laughs> this is about where that's at. It's so you I gotta mean, listen to it, but you gotta get forced to listen to it. So you gotta lick it. Like you gotta no, lick it no, just to get a real would, taste of what you're what you're dealing with. You're gonna bend put, down, give it a sniff, and then lick it because some third graders are telling yeah, you to do it. You're, you're gonna lick that white dog crap. You're gonna lick that white dog crap. <laughs> this is one of those songs. If it's on the radio, I have no real objection. To leaving it there. I'm not going to change it. But it's just, eh. eh. All right. Not, all right. Yeah. So, look, fair it's enough, a, man. It's a light crap for me. I know right. I'm going to be in the minority on this one, but I, I have a feeling that CRC himself was probably going to agree with you. So, Classic Art Carter, what do you think? We've got two slaps, one crap. Fishing on a river, Jake Owen, what do you think? Well, you caught me. Uh, I do agree with Kyle here. Um, Caught you with Very your pecker in your hand. Very generic <laughs> song here. List song. 
I've I've heard a million country songs that's literally just I'm doing this, I got this, I'm gonna go do this. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so tired. I'm so sick of it. It's not awful. I'm not gonna sit here and like vehemently hate on it, but I'm so bored. I like crap. All right. All right. So we're tied to the two. So I'm the tie breaking vote. Um, with this song in particular, I'm not gonna lie to you, Andy. I'm kind of with you. I really liked it, but with some nuance. Um, I liked it in the sense that I like the story behind the song. Where I disagree with Colin Carter is I do think that it's a has a little bit more it it I, I liken it to early Coetzel in that it has more depth than you think on the first listen. It's just, it, it seems like, oh, he's comparing fishing to his woman leaving him. Yes, but there's something there to that. He literally tells a story from the beginning. He's not like doing a Bury Me and Dixie by Riley Green where he's just naming everything in Alabama from Auburn to Alabama and all, and number three on his casket. He's actually telling a story of he, he got up this morning thinking it was going to be a great day. He was good. He got everything together to go fishing. And then his woman decides she's going to leave again, classic songwriting in the country music. And then he is now uh, sitting at a bar instead of fishing on the river. And the part that I liked, Andy was actually in the chorus where I was like saying um, now wetting my whistle instead of wetting my line. I think that's a good line. Now my criticism of the song is it's very much a lead single to a mainstream country album in that it is very pop country. It's very mainstream, but it's not like hip hop beats and a kind of rhythmic cadence in the, or a EDMs kind of song or like that, a human atrocity, a fancy like by that bastard. Um, what's it, whatever his name is. I don't even want to say Walker it. Hayes. Walker <laughs> Hayes. Yeah. That guy. Awful song. This song is a, song that if it had been done and um, the melody hadn't been as uh, riddled with pop sensibilities and the production was a little bit countryer, I think that Kyle probably would have liked it better. And I understand why he doesn't, but at the same time, I think it's a solid song and I think it's a song that it's catchy enough, but also has a little bit more on the hook, so to speak pun definitely intended with the fishing than people realize. So I give it a light slap. I, I personally like it. It's the same way that I like some of Hardy or Wallen's music, like up down, terrible song, but I kind of like it. So it's like, you can like a song without thinking it's a good song. And I think I like this song without thinking it's really, really good. Yeah, so I, give it, I, give, I give it a light slap. So I think we're three to two on this one. We've been three, two, five, oh, three, two. All right. Not bad so far. All right. Moving into. Yeah. No. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I want to know y'all's opinions on this. The name of the title of this song is just, or the title of this song is not great. The artist has been the most disappointing artist that I can think of in a long time, considering the first lead single, Dustin Lynch party mode. I mean, we all outside of Carter himself can probably say we've been in party mode at some points in our lives, if not multiple times in our lives, but or for years or for years. But start with CRC himself. What do you think? Party mode, Dustin Lynch. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) This was not good. Um, I don't just the one listen I had of it. 
I don't think I've heard a more like downbeat party song. The fact that literally the chorus is just him saying party mode, party mode, party mode. Ah, man. That crap. Crap. I I can't say much else but crap. I was not a fan of this at all. Worst song that you've given us out of this six. All right. So, Kyle, party mode. Are you like... When you hear this, you go into party mode and you want to crack some cold ones on country and cold cans and be like, this shit slaps. Or are you just going to be like, yeah, I want to crack a cold one because this is shit. I want to slip my wrist. Um, <laughs> the real question is uh, across the train tracks or with them? Yeah, I just. <laughs> this song for gives me. For so or this song gives me an aneurysm. <laughs> um, it's not a chorus. If you repeat the same phrase four times it's not it's not a course it's just it's just shit is what it is uh going back to the most disappointing people he i can't put him in that category because he's just been shit other than like his what first two or three songs he came out with first um, album was lit yeah okay first album Andy only likes that because his girlfriend at the time and him used to like it Andy used to be that guy wearing a cutoff Cowboys shirt. Cowboys and Angels. Does he yeah, even Cowboys and Angels? No, it's not that. Andy used to be the oh. guy with the cutoff shirt, and he'd be wearing his uh, Reagan Bush hat, and Andy would be like, yep, yep, that's where it's at. That was his second album. You still like that song? Uh, Andy's the uh, Dustin Lynch connoisseur here. but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Oh, this- Andy probably does know his music the best, save for maybe Jordan, because I don't know. Yeah, this song's just shit, man. It's just shit. It's just, <laughs> just shit through and through. Uh, that's. I mean, if shit was a verb, it would be this song. <laughs> a verb yeah. or a noun? No verb. Party mode. Two, we'll two party mode. Two party Thank mode. You. All right, fair enough. All right, two shit. Hey, I graduated on time. <laughs> <laughs> I think some hey, shots hey, were bro. thrown right there. Hey, Coming four to half, baby. Four and a half. <laughs> he, he, he just wanted that extra football season without having that's to buy right, season tickets. That's all it was. Oh, Especially, man. I think it was the year that they beat Carolina what by, with 72 points on the board, right? No, that was my, that was my junior year. Sophomore, oh. yeah, sophomore, junior year. But Jordan was there for that. Just wanted to confirm. Yeah. I, was in, <laughs> I was in a neutral color. I was not wearing purple. I was not wearing blue. I was a neutral color. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, neutral man. What do you think about this song, Party Mode by Dustin Lynch? All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely continue the trend here. I'm gonna go with crap. Um, you know, with the <laughs> if it says anything, my girlfriend likes it, which means I hate it. Because, <laughs> because that's just the way our music goes. It is uh Oh yeah, this sounds great. Jordan, listen to Dustin Lynch's new album. Sure, it sounds great. And then you listen to that one, and it's like, what is going on? This is not even country music. I mean, sure, if we want to throw this on uh, uh, the pop playlist, sure, let's go ahead and get it on there. But this is not country music. This is this is just not anything close to it. It doesn't tell a story. It don't have the crying of a steel guitar. It don't have nothing. You know, dilly dilly. It's, it's, it's pretty. It's it's pretty bad when it comes to that. I don't even want to go dance. I don't want to hear it in the club. The only way I listen to this is to make fun of it. All right. So that's three craps. Andy, what do you think? 
I don't hate it as much as everybody else. The, uh, oh, the of course, party mode, the, the part, Dustin Lynch stand. <laughs> the uh, the party mode thing being repeated is pretty much hot, hot garbage, but the rest of it's not the worst. I mean, I would describe it more as you think you got to take a big shit and you sit down on the toilet and it's just farts. Could be worse. Could be better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Andy's, Andy, I can already see him now just riding down Route 66. Party mode, party mode, party mode. <laughs> yeah. Well, Back Andy, his parts. to continue your um, defecating analogies, when I was a young kid, I had a Doberman Pinscher. Her name was Casey. She lives in the backyard in the fence. And when she would take a shit after eating a big old bowl of kibbles, it would be a big steaming pile of shit like huge shit so like cow shits almost and that's pretty much the equivalent of what this song is it was my doberman pincher shit in the backyard that you when you stepped in it you were like motherfucker that was pretty much what this song is from the production of it to the songwriting just to everything all involved it is the it, it's not quite as bad as fancy like but it's pretty damn bad. So count me out. This is terrible. Dustin Lynch, you have so much potential to do better. Walker Hayes, we don't know if he can do better. He's consistently put out bad songs. Whereas Dustin Lynch... I'm fairly certain. Go ahead. I'm fairly certain this song has auto-tune in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, It absolutely does. Probably. And I'm not talking about like the studio edit auto-tune. I'm talking like T-Pain-esque auto-tune. Yeah, you're right. I noticed it a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah no. I'm talking about serious auto-tune. Yeah. Which but, is a disgrace. Well, that's five all the way around. Now, a question. I want to I wanna just add a question here for everybody. Do we think that the TikTokers are going to make this song popular? No, no. it's not It's, it's not, not a danceable it's, it's song. Not, yeah, it's yeah, not a big enough. Because, like, you give Jordan enough Bud Lights at Fifth Street in Greenville, and he even, even he might be. You know, I'm fancy like Applebee's on a day and night, kind of like shit like that. You know, like I can't blame someone if you get drunk and you're going to like kind of dance a little bit to, to the Applebee song because it, it's, it has kind of that bouncy cadence to it. This one, no, like party mode. Come on. The most least party mode uh, melody I've heard. Shit. Not even crappy yeah. shit. So, yeah. Anyways, enough with Dustin Lynch. Complete disappointment most of the time. All right, moving into a guy who I really don't know much about, and I discovered this through my release radar, uh, a guy named Colton Jesse. I'm going to have to – I don't have much to say about this guy because I don't know a lot about him. I've got to actually uh, read some more about him and find out some stuff, but he has a song named Denim Dan. So, Andy, what do you think about Denim Dan by Colton Jesse? I don't 100% know what the song's about, but I'm going to give it a slap because if anybody that goes by the name Denim Dan – like that's somebody I could be a friend with. All right, that's one slap. All right, Carolina Jordan, Denim Dan, Colton Jesse. I don't know. I, I don't really, honestly, have a reason for not liking it, but just for some reason it did not appeal to me. So I'm going to give it a crap. I don't really know. I don't. It just didn't jump out at me. I don't right. know what it should be. It's no, nothing. Just didn't didn't like it. All right, so that's one and one, Kyle. Yeah, the song slaps. It's like the song is a Garth Brooks and Matchbox Twenty hybrid. It's an interesting combination. 
It's who it reminds yeah. me of. He reminds me of if Garth Brooks and Matchbox 20 had a baby. It's really what it reminds me of. Um, like, I don't really know what it's about, but just the sound of it, I dig. So I don't really, I dig it. All right, CRC, what do you think? So I'm gonna be a hundred percent true. Keep it, keep it a hundred. Keep it a hundred. I don't remember this song, <laughs> which means it did not make an impression on me. Which I'm going to automatically say that because out of the six songs, I don't even remember the melody. I don't remember anything about it. Which means it's like crap if it didn't even make an impression. All right. All right. So what's that? We have uh, two and two. So once again, it's back to me. Um, I like the song. I need to like to piggyback off of Andy, as they say on the political shows. I um, need to listen to it some more because I think this guy being an independent artist and sometimes that's the is the way that it is with independent artists. You have to listen a few more times to kind of really understand what some of them are saying about because they get really like like heavy into the songwriting. I don't know if this is a heavy song or if it's not like the name denim Dan kind of makes you think it's not, but I really like the way it sounds to Kyle's point. So I'm going to give it a light slap with the potential to be a heavy slap. If I get put the songs about more when I need to listen to it more, I only listened to it twice. I needed to listen to it more, but look, give me a little bit of break. Today was my birthday. I had family calling me had a buddy of mine asked me to get wings after work. So I was like, didn't have as much time today as I usually would to prepare for the show. Don't hold it against me listeners, but I like this song. I just need to listen to it more. So I, it's a very split three to two in favor of it slapping. All right. So moving into the final one on this edition of slapper crap, we have Marin Morris, who is someone that I have a very precarious relationship with as a music fan. Sometimes I really love her music. Sometimes I really don't. And this one, background music, I want to see what you guys think. Uh, CRC, you start things off. Uh, what do you think of Mary Morris' background music? Bit slow for my liking. Bit downbeat for my liking. But you like too. Pink Floyd. Yeah, you're right. I do like Pink Floyd. <laughs> you're right. Yes, Allegedly. Um, Allegedly. I don't know. Not my jam at all. I mean, I'm sure this is somebody's jam. I'm not going to say it's a crap. I'll give it like the most quiet slap in the world to be in the middle ground. This is for somebody. It's not for me, and I'm okay with that. All right. All right, Carolina Jordan, background music, Marin Morris, slapper crap. Going to give me crap. Um, like, I'm with you. I like Mary Morris, I like some of her music, um, but this one is just like, as much as I do love a good slow, you know, slow music, it just is a little too much flat to me. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. Not going to listen to it again, probably. Not, well, not one of my favorites. So. All right. All right, Kyle, what do you think? What about this song qualifies it as a country song? Fair question. Yeah, that is a fair question. Now, um, now, now, to be I mean, fair, other than the artist. To be fair, we sometimes cover some music that is obviously not country that we like to get put in that space. Like, 
Yeah. Eric, Eric Church, Co Wetzel. Like we we do have a history of doing that, but I agree with your point. I don't even know what kind of genre this is. I have is a it, it's not, reasoning for what I what I think it is, but it's not a pop song. Adult contemporary. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's that's probably accurate. It's just adult pop is all that is. Yeah. Um this song left me with in my notes on my notepad I have it says blah. So um that's the way I feel about this song. <laughs> it's the only thing I could it's the only notes I had on it was it's just blah. So it's I'm really indifferent to it, so I give that a, a crap. It's, All right, so that's three. Andy, what do you think? I had to Google the lyrics to this song, but upon after reading the lyrics, this is a very well written song. The writing is is good, but they could not have done a better job at fucking everything up past that. The, <laughs> The sound of it, the singing of it, the production is all hot fucking garbage. So it's shit. They they fucked up a really good song. I had a feeling that this was how this was going to turn out, where it was one and four. I think it's a light slap. I think it's a very light slap. But I'll give my reasoning, and the regulars on this show will understand why. This song sounds very, very much like folklore Taylor Swift. And Folklore Taylor Swift, I think, is a really, really good album. Um, if you can get past it being Taylor Swift and you give it a shot, it, it, it's a good record. Um, sonically, that's where I think it kind of resides. I also agree with Andy. I don't think it's a bad song from a songwriting perspective, but it's not something that I'm going to come back to regularly. It's going to be something that if it comes on in the mix, fair enough. If I'm forced to listen to the radio and it comes on, I'm not going to be mad about it. But I don't hate it. So light slap, golf clap, like Andy said, golf slap. You know, that's kind of where I'm at on this. So nothing, I don't feel strongly about it. Just is what it is. But so one to four. I I despise the way this song is sung. Well, I remember because angry. Look, a funny story. We're (laughs) very quickly. We were on the way to the Outer Banks one time. Me and Andy were driving there. It was kind of, uh, I was, Folklore just came out. I really liked the record. I made Andy listen to like four songs on it. And Andy hated it. Andy was like, can we listen to something else? This is bullshit. That's <laughs> like every time me and Bailey go on a road trip. <laughs> it, look, I, mean, I, I, can, I can appreciate music even if it's not my, my preferred genre. I'm sorry, but if you play, uh, I have to draw a line somewhere. The second you play Sublime and Dirty Heads, your credibility just goes out the window with me because they're just a shit band. And Bailey loves them. And it just it gives me. I'm going to have an embolism. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We should, we should talk in Sublime over here. Yeah, I'm with Classic on this one. They're horrendous. I have a Sublime t shirt. I love Sublime, Sublime, but there are some. I have some good memories with a lot of their songs. I, yeah. I have taken many a trip riding around in the country of North was, Carolina. Was it a physical a trip or plane. a drug <laughs> trip? The, a drug <laughs> trip is the only way you can to listen to that band. That. <laughs> nah. You've got to be blitzed out of your mind to make that music yeah. good. It's very much music for people that like drugs. I don't love Sublime. I think it's kind of eh. 
but it's shit. Yeah, I get your point. I, I've had I've had many a nice laugh with a buddy of mine who, for an entire road trip, this just sounds played like pawn shop high. on high repeat. Sounds like you put one the of those little, trip. little pills on your tongue and it, uh, and then I don't know what it does because I don't do drugs, but maybe it dissolves. I don't know, but it makes you feel really good. Apparently, did you smoke <laughs> the devil's like you go lettuce? To okay, y'all, I can neither confirm nor yeah. deny if <laughs> I've partaken of that of that uh, sweet ganja. <laughs> All right, well, That's the correct that, answer because it's a memory erasing drug. Exactly, Dwight. So that leaves us with a good segue, actually. Talking of recreational drugs, we talked about the country. Now we're talking about the cold cans. Let's not lie to our audience and say beer, alcohol is not a recreational drug, because it is. I mean, Carolina Jordan, do you think doing alcohol is cool? Is <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if it's, it's, uh, it might not be cool, but damn, it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next topic, we're going into a little bit of the beer category here. Um, top three going around the room. We'll do one at a time. Worst times, top three worst times to drink a beer. Uh, I'm going to go to the man that is now pretty much sober these days. Trucker Andy, what is your number three worst time to drink a beer? May sound like a story because it's actually happened. But, uh, the, uh, when you pull out your third roadie, when you get out of the car, going to a, uh, to an event. And you uh, walk out with that beer and realize this is a family event and nobody's drinking. <laughs> I know exactly what uh, trip you're talking about, too. Lake Gaston. It's a pretty bad time to be the one standing there with a beer. All right. Well, there's one. Kyle, Top. what's your number three on the top three worst things to drink a beer? <clears throat> I'm going to say uh, with Andy. Just in general, just drink just, a beer just drinking because, a beer with Andy. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't drink anymore. So you're that guy who is just like, hey, drink this beer. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Between him and Carter, they freaking bitched and moaned about that chili beer that I brought on at one time. Man, that pumpkin it. beer sucked. Carter, you drank one sip of that. You drank you're one right, sip. And it sucked. D BAP, boys. D BAP. All right. So, CRC, you literally. Cry hate, through that beer. He cries over every beer. What I mean, you don't like any beer, so I'm interested to see what your top three <laughs> ridiculous things you're going to say about top three worst times drinking beer. What's number three for you? What's your number three reason uh, for being a bitch? Uh, top three worst times to drink a beer in no particular order. Your own alcoholism intervention. There, I mean, that's dark. That's dark. <laughs> yeah. This is a comedy show, Carter. <laughs> it was dark. It's hey. real serious for a second. Hey. Look, you asked. <laughs> All right. So moving right along, Carolina Jordan. <laughs> Number three for you. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm one of those that this is kind of uh, maybe a, more a tough situation. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough for me, but I'm going to have to go with. For some reason, I can't do the whole hair of the dog, and that's mm. like that's one there for me because I feel like if I even smell it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and lose my cookies, you know. So I th- I'd have to say the morning after for me personally, the morning after. All right, all right. 
So for me, it's similar to Andy's and it's not an event. It's anybody that has spent time in the South and going to spent significant time tailgating, you know, that you ring multiple depending on your age. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three. If you're a fucking animal, it's four Um, beers on the walk from the truck to the stadium at a college football game on a Saturday. There was a time for me. It might've been three these days. It's two. And to be honest with you, by the time you get to that second beer, that son of a bitch is warm as cat piss in the middle of June. And you're sitting there. Well, I mean, that's part of it being age and what makes it so like terrible. Mm -hmm. By the time you get to that second beer, it's like, I don't want to drink this. So you kind of have to like sneak off to where your boys don't see. So you don't get roasted and you're, Mm -hmm. you drop it in the trash can before nobody can see. And that way, nobody can say anything to you. But in reality, that second beer on the walk from the truck to the stadium is awful if it gets warm. Number three for me. All right. So doing some uh, reverse things here. CRC, what's number two for you? And please don't tell us at a funeral. (laughs) Would would it be bad if I told you that was running through my head to maybe say... (laughs) Apparently, that's not the crowd to be making jokes like that in front of around here. All right, fine, whatever. I'll do a personal one. Uh, Anytime. The, the number one, well, yes. Um, but Sitting in Kyle's basement the, in the fall with the pumpkin beer. No, no, it's going to be another more personal one. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call her out live here on the podcast in front of Harley Sharon. Ooh. Oh, wow. Ooh. Oh, wow. Because uh, she lit into me for being five jello shots in at a Halloween party a few years ago. You were and I wasn't even I wasn't even buzzed. <laughs> I wasn't even buzzed. Hold up a second. I think you drove my girlfriend home that night. He so did. I did, <laughs> I did drive your girlfriend home that night. <laughs> He did. I did drive your girlfriend home that night, and I wasn't drunk at all. And Allegedly. She was just like, Carter, stop drinking. Stop doing jello shots. And I'm like, to be I fair to classic, feel anything. To be fair to classic, he did it like five in a row, roughly between eight and nine. And we nobody left until like one in the morning. So it was like there was a lot of time elapsed, but he did like pound them. Hmm. <laughs> Classic, classic rock order. I don't mean to call you. Jordan's like, Jordan's like, wait a minute. My girlfriend was in that car. (laughs) Your girlfriend got home perfectly safe and satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Had a boy, Carter. Yeah, I had a boy, Carter. Yeah. All right, Jordan, what's for you? Top number two on your top three worst times of drinking beer. Oh, man. All right, so mine is the whole, I'm going against another public thing. Uh, I'm not all about the old puke and rally. So that whole afterwards is not my thing. Not not the old puke and rally. Once I do it once, and Kyle and you probably heard me throw up a couple times, I will do it very, <laughs> uh, very lightly. It's not uh, graceful. Kind of, <laughs> no, my face breaks out, and uh, that's yeah. going to be one of those that that's going to be one of those for me is the one after I, I, I blow chunks. So, Ooh. 
Yeah, mm. that's an awful beer. That's a good point. Ugh. When people are like, here, drink another, you're like, no, I don't need one. No, you have to. Don't be a bitch. I reminds yeah. me of that one time Drew threw up a whole hot dog. <laughs> with only one bite mark. <laughs> yeah, with only one bite mark. It was a full red Jesse Jones hot dog. Yeah, Drew never listens to this podcast, so we'll be fine to say that. Yeah. Uh, my worst time to drink a beer is during communion. Oh, be <laughs> you sneak a beer into church yeah you know everybody takes their little sip of grape juice you just pull out a natty <laughs> i crack a can praise the lord i praise the lord <laughs> pretty bad time <laughs> hey when I, when I was just drinking one of me so. <laughs> all right all right all right so chucker andy number two top three worst time to drink I mean, a beer not that i know anybody's ever done this but when you're uh you know about three sheets to the wind on some uh on some whiskey and uh it's about 90 percent chance you're gonna throw up that night you decide hey man maybe i should start chugging some beers and you pretty much seal your fate that you are 100 percent throwing up tonight those are the bad beers (laughs) (laughs) yeah so number two for me is definitely when you're slightly hungover like you've had a little bit of drink the day before and then these days in your late 20s, you can't drink two days in a row. Not successfully as much as you could when you were a much younger man. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, some of us aren't as tough as you, Carolina Jordan. But the next day you're out and like you're at dinner and your friends are like, hey, let's get a beer. And it's like, you don't really want a beer, but you have to get one. But you'll stomach through it, right? Because a cold beer, you know, like you can make it through. But then you get a, a beer that's on draft and it's not fucking cold at all. Mm. It's warm. They, mm. they had just changed the the, uh, the keg. Something's wrong with the, the whole situation with the hose or whatever. The whole I've never worked at a bar. I don't fucking know. It's just something. It's not fucking cold. It's reality. That beer, when you take the first sip, is awful. And it takes a very, very... Um, valiant effort as they say to be able to get through it so that's number two for me trying to get through a warm beer when you have a slight hangover go ahead and give me the one because mine's pretty gonna go close to on that one all right number 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 one one is the uh what you just said but when you're on like a boys trip and it's the third day your body has physically had it and you still got to muster through and drink some beers on the third day when your body is just rejecting every sip you take, it is literally killing you. Don't go Those on any trip. Worst Don't beers. go on any trip with Jimmy because James will make you drink on that last day when you do That's not want one of to. The ones I was thinking about. Yep. And it's just, you have had it. And it's like, I am pretty sure I could throw up at any second drinking James- this. Jimmy is a different animal out of state than he is in state. You get him in Texas or Tennessee or Florida on that last day. He looks at you he's like, don't be a bitch. You got to drink. You oh got to drink. God, you get him here and he starts rubbing his head and he's like, I got to go home. Yeah. I mean, he made John uh pound Jägermeister shots when he had COVID <laughs> yeah. before, COVID, before COVID was a thing. <laughs> February, 2020 Austin, Texas. So, <laughs> All right, Jordan. Number two or number one for you on uh, top three worst times to drink a beer. 
to sound like a flat out alcoholic here, but I'm going to say never. There's never a bad time <laughs> to drink a beer for me. I'm going to be honest with you. You give me something cold, I'm going to knock it out of something. So I'm going to go with that one. Hey, it's not a bad answer. I'm not going to lie. All right, Kyle, what about you? Number one. If you were a female and pregnant. <laughs> wow. God. <laughs> Oh, so I can't do the dark jokes, but Kyle is totally okay. Carter, Carter, you can say what you want after that one. I'm going to go. Just pull up to the baby shower and pop a cold one. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you have a glass of wine, though? Like, into that effect? If you watch How I Met Your Mother, you could say, just a little bit. (laughs) 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 All right. All right, CRC, what about you? Number one. Well. You probably saw this coming. That's the number one time that you don't want to have a beer for old CRC is never. <laughs> you never want to have a beer because that shit sucks. Yeah, this is like it. the exact opposite of Jordan's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not a beer guy. I'm not really much of an alcohol guy, to be honest. I'll do a jealous shot every now and then. And when you do, you do them in spades. If you fix me a sugary enough drink, I might be able to get it down and probably curl my guts up later that night, but I can't do it. Mm. Well, I guess that leaves me. So number one for me, realistically, is when you're at the point where you've switched up the type of alcohol you're drinking throughout the night. You go from beer not that I've done this, just saying, but beer to bourbon, back to beer to a Tito's Red Bull. Never had one of those. Don't like those. Uh, back to beer. A rum. <laughs> then maybe a rum mix him. Then somebody makes you do a shot. Then you drink that last beer. You know you're going to have a headache minimum. You're also probably going to throw up at some point, whether it's that night or the next day. But the reality is that last beer after switching up between liquor, beer, liquor, beer, and not just like switching up between bourbon and beer, you're switching up different types of liquor. That last beer is tough to get down. It's tough to get down. And so that for me is the number one from not personal experience, just from what I've heard from friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the, the worst one. My buddy told me that that's the worst beer, but he said it's okay if you take two ibuprofen and a bottle of water. You'll be totally fine afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your buddy must be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, top three worst times to drink a beer. Let us know what you think your top three worst times. Everybody has personal stories, unless you're classic rock carter. And then he just does yellow shots before he drives Jordan's girlfriend home at a Halloween party. So. <laughs> All right, so let's get like into four last... hours ahead of time. Damn. It was, it was, it was. Let's I get believe into... you, Carter. I believe you. Don't hurt feelings. We're all right. <laughs> all right, let's get into the last topic here on country coal cans. Um, Jordan, as we know by his name, and if you're watching on YouTube, his uh, Carolina ugly ass, ridiculous background, his terrible hat he's wearing. He's a Carolina fan. I grew up a Duke fan. Big state guy now. Bleed red. But um, grew up a Duke fan. So Jordan and I have been friends for a very, very long time. And we, you know, back in the day, 
used to talk about college basketball and even a little bit of college football back when we were in elementary and middle school. And it was always a uh, contentious rivalry, but always in good fun between Carolina and Duke. And, you know, at, at this point, I think it's important to bring up on country and gold cans, how the two legendary coaches from those two schools are retiring Roy Williams last year. Um, the greatest of all time in college basketball, Mike Krzyzewski this year. Jordan probably disagrees with that statement, but it's I'm, I'm biting my tongue. I'm biting but my tongue. It's true that. nonetheless. Um, but yeah, they're retiring. Coach K, you know, had his last game the other night. Results, I, I my internet cut out, so I don't know what happened at the end of that game. I don't know who won, but either way, Coach K had his last game. But uh, but yeah, so Jordan, I kind of want to get your take on what you think the impact of both of these guys is on college basketball and also kind of the outlook on the Duke Carolina rivalry going forward. Um, now, you know how diehard I am. You can take, I mean, everybody knows this in the podcast, but I will, let me start off by saying something decent about Coach K. If, if you're going to, if you're going to actually deal well, with it. This is huge, folks. Listen, make sure now, you get screen recording. I'm not going to say I respect him, respect him as a person, but I'm going to say I respect his accomplishments. And I, I, I thoroughly do respect what he did for Duke basketball because honestly, where would Duke basketball be without Krzyzewski? It's probably, you know, God only knows. But um, <laughs> the man won five titles. Can't take that away. Pretty impressive. Um, Still a POS in my book, but uh, it's it, it's all it's all I don't know. You, you respect him. It's like I texted you when it happened. I, I texted you and I said, you know, uh, sad to see him go because it's like the end of our childhood that we've seen growing up. But Very also, don't let, but don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. You know, I, I go ahead and get out of here. Um, but what those two and Roy. I know, I know, I know your opinion on Roy. Roy knew, you know, but Roy 100 uh, knew. He didn't know. He knows he where the do. bodies were buried. K did it the honest way. He just left 100K under the pillow during the official visit. He didn't make them take fake classes. Kyle, you get into you're like this too. He did it the honest way. He just left a bag of cash underneath the pillow. And he didn't. He just had a booster do it to you. He just had a booster deniability. He did it the honest way. He didn't have this elaborate scheme of putting them in fake they, classes. They just paid people, but they still they had just to go to paid class. People. Yep, yep. Y'all yep. just created fake curriculum. Yep. See. Yep. And damage no, that didn't happen at all. But there's several other things that we could go into, but we're we're not going to go into with that. Um. But you know. Uh. Roy, I like the way Roy went out better, biased as hell. Sure um, you did. But losing them two in that rivalry, as we've grown up watching it, as basketball fans have grown up watching it, um, it's going to be totally different. Absolutely, totally different. I, I like. I was very skeptical of Hubert at first, um, but. The man won what twenty some game, twenty one, twenty two games, something like that. First year, can't really fuss about that. Um, but granted, wh- where does Duke go with Shire? 
We, we don't know. That's another thing. You look I at. mean, they have the number one recruiting <laughs> class for next year. So well, that doesn't help, but they've had that have won a title since 2010. But yeah, sure. Man, whatever. 2015, yeah. but okay. I'm talking about the ACC title. Obviously <laughs> All right, so the, the more important title doesn't count. Uh, yeah. Understand oh, count. Chapel Hill logic. <laughs> no, 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 I get it. I get it. All right. Let's hear your take on it then. Yeah. So like, I just want everyone that's listening to know I'm going to be the classier, bigger man here. <laughs> and I'm just going to say that when it comes to Roy Williams, I don't think he's a POS. I think he is a man that if he had not coached at the University of National Cheaters, I probably very much would like the guy. I I think that... He's a swine. <laughs> I th- I think that he is not a terrible guy in the grand scheme of things, like there are people that are worse. I mean, we talked about death row by Thomas Rhett. I mean, there are people that have murdered people. So Roy's better than them. But at the same time, Roy Williams, like he knew where the bodies were buried. We know that, but I've said, and I've contended for many years and Carolina fans don't always agree with me on this. Roy Williams is literally the greatest coach in North Carolina basketball history. Dean Smith is not better than Roy Williams. It's it. I don't give a damn if they say Dean Smith invented pointing to the man for the assist. Big fucking deal. He's like, you know what? He did the little fist so I could come out. You know what? Somewhat I could salute to my coach and be like, I need to come out. Big fucking deal. Roy Williams won three national titles. Dean Smith won two. Dean Smith won one in 82 and 93. It took him from 61 or two, I think it was, to 82 to finally win one. And it wasn't like Carolina was bad before that. He won, like they just won one in 57. Dean Smith is the Bobby Cox. And I'm saying this as a Braves fan, the Bobby Cox of college basketball. Never Never has a man done so much or so little with so much. He literally is the only man to keep Michael Jordan under 20 something points a game. I think he's overrated. Said what I said. Roy Williams, great coach. He catches a lot of shit from the Carolina fans at times throughout his career, unnecessarily, in my opinion, to the point that I even felt bad for him because Roy Williams has a guy who came back in 2003, took over a program that was in shambles with uh, Matt Darty, and got them back to respectable level in one year. And then in his second year, he wins a national title. Wins another one in 09 with the most ridiculous human being of all time that ever played for Carolina, Tyler Hansbro. News just this, this just in, he lost another contact. But reality is, really, really top tier coach, probably top three to five um, in college basketball history. Roy Williams, great coach. Now, I got to say, as a state fan, I respect him because Roy Williams put emphasis, even when we were down on that rivalry. Because Roy Williams remembers how it was beforehand, uh, before the Shushevsky era. He was from that era of Carolina when State was the number one threat to Carolina. So like he put an emphasis. And guess what? I say this as a State fan. Like he was State's daddy for a long time. I mean, you look at his record against State, like it was crazy. Glad to see him go. Like Jordan said, hate to see him leave for basketball. Don't let the door hit him on the ass when he goes out. But Roy Williams, great, greatest Carolina coach of all time, top three to five coach in college basketball history. I don't think he's a terrible guy. 
But same time, I hate, he, I'm sorry. I just he, have to say this. He the, definitely the, knew, but Kyle, throwing it over whole, to you, tell us why whole, you think Roy Williams is a piece of shit because somebody needs to say it. Because I don't whole, think it. I, I nothing, don't think it. Nothing irks me more than his fake, oh, daggum, Roy. That stick. Huckleberry shit. Hound bullshit. He's a very educated <laughs> man, and he and he does that bullshit. <laughs> oh, who, me? Oh, oh, Roy, stick. It fucking pisses me off. Like, bro, shut up. <laughs> I do think he pisses me off sometimes, but I don't think he's a piece of shit. I do think he's fake in the same way Dabo Sweeney. I think he's the Dabo Sweeney of college basketball. That is a great comparison. Mr. All Shucks Southern kind of bullshit. Nobody buys Dabo shtick. He's like Brian Kelly, too. (laughs) I'm glad to be down here in Baton Rouge with my family. Yeah, with my family. Mr. Authentic. Nobody buys that except UNC fans. And they eat it up. Like, but at the end of the day, he is one of the he's top a, three he, to five greatest coaches of all time. You can't take away the accomplishments. In the same hey, way as Jordan was talking about Coach K, you can't take yeah, away he, the accomplishments. Well, he's 100% better than Dean because one yes. of Dean's titles, he won without a shot clock. Hey, hey, that's just that's just being smart there. I mean, the four quarters was fake. I mean, I get it. One of his titles wasn't even in modern basketball. Jordan, how do you feel about the shift? Uh, hey, do do you want to go with my boy Joey Gallo, or are we we going totally different here? No, I just want to know your opinion on the shifts in baseball. My obviously, all right. There's no doubt I'm a so I'm a Carolina fan and I'm a Yankees fan. Ooh, yeah. Just, let me guess, you're also a Lakers fan. All, no, I'm not a Lakers <laughs> fan. I hate the Lakers, but um, no, I just. I don't think if I think you should be honestly able to do whatever the hell you want to do. To be honest, with you. Um, I, I, if you want to put that risk and put it over there, learn how to bunt, learn how to send it the other way. Let's play some small ball, and you can ruin a shift. I mean, you can honestly kill the shift. At least you're consistent on that. I'll give you credit on that. I mean, it's it's not that hard. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I got to wrap it up with Kyle. Stick to your you're a, a American over there, even though I, I was there. The but, power six, the power six. Y'all know where the heart lies here. Yeah, well, you know, my final comment on this is um, <laughs> the best and worst thing about Coach K and Roy both retiring is unless there's a new top dog, the balance of power has shifted out of the ACC in college basketball. Probably so. This year they yeah. stopped. For, for, oh no, for the foreseeable future. Uh, I, I, I think I, with I, those two leaving, I think that rivalry, I think ESPN will try to pimp it, but it's not the same. It'll become Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, yep. that's, that's kind of what I yeah. said. I, ESPN is going to try to pimp it as hard as they will, but you can already see it. I mean, the SEC and the Big Ten are, have kind of – just out of nowhere, just grab the reins. And I think SEC in particular, because Big Ten's actually been pretty decent for a while, but it's the SEC. Right, like, yeah. they, it's they not just, just Kentucky just, and everybody else anymore. Like they Auburn decided like, they wanted to get serious on basketball. Yeah. Rick yeah, Barnes, but, Tennessee, Auburn, Bruce Pearl. Like, I mean, yeah. good league now. Yeah. No doubt. Alabama, about that. I think, has the number three recruiting class. Yeah. I mean, Jordan, last question before we wrap things up on this edition of Country and Cold Cans is. What do you think is the future of the rivalry in the uh, now that we have Hubert Davis and the new Shire hire at in Durham? What do you think happens like when it comes to magnitude or how good they're going to be? I want to know your opinion right now after on the the heels of the big win in Durham 
this is actually going to hurt me to say that I actually kind of agree with Kyle. That really hurts a lot, massively a lot. Um, now, I do I do think it's still going to be Duke Carolina because, I mean, I get there's no quote, unquote, big names, you know, um, but you still have the players there that played in it. Mostly on each staff, you have Nolan Smith with Duke. You have Shire there. Um, we have Sean May, you know, um, Hubert. Um, so I think that part is going to be that. I think the players still know. I think that's why you come to Carolina. That's why you come to Duke to play in that game. Um, but will the quality of the game go down a little bit? I think so. Probably. Um, you know, we've always talked about it's weird how they always, it doesn't matter. It goes from, uh, you can win at my home court. I'm going to win at yours. It's always usually split. There's not too many squeaks in the robbery, no matter what. It's not too many. Um, we talked about, you know, even to get on the gambling aspect, we talked about me and you, it was a 12 and a half point spread when the line opened. Yeah. I mean, that's and you're, just, you were dumb as fuck. If you took that and bet on Duke, that is, that is, that is outrageous for a robbery. Game, that, yeah. That thing. I mean, there's yeah, no way. I get it was a trap. I mean, it's literally yeah. Carolina got their ass whooped, and I was an eyewitness there. I watched it. Me and Chris were sitting there up there like, man, this is terrible. Let's I'm glad that you guys were present for that game. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Hey, but we did talk to Paulo's parents, and it was very – it was a very – actually, I have respect to Paulo, if you can imagine that. Um, but it was – it shows you that Vegas has a hand in everything. Oh yeah, I think. Um, and so, just for that spread to be that high because of that loss, it's like who's going to be the suckers to throw it on the paper here? Yeah. Well, uh, let's wrap things up here on this edition of Country and Cold Cans. But uh, Carolina Jordan, we appreciate you coming on. CRC, you too. Um, you know, make sure you look out for in the fall. Like I said, Cold Cans Network is bringing to you an, a college football podcast that we're going to be starting. We'll have more details as we get closer when it comes to the name of the podcast as well as when it starts. But me and Jordan will be on that one. And, um, you know, welcome to the team. Glad to have you on this week. So for, for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan. Sitting here with Kyle, Trucker, Andy, CRC, and Jordan. We'll see you next time. Right. Happy you. birthday Thank to you. the big LD. Yeah, hey. happy birthday, man. I forgot to tell you that. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. One, two, three, four.